God is a spirit being who is eternal and self-existent. God dwells in eternity outside of time. The spiritual realm is a realm outside time. There is energy and materiality in the spiritual realm. So how do we capture the understanding of a realm where energy and matter are real but time does not exist? There is a real place called heaven where God sits on his throne. The natural realm was created by God. Everything in the natural realm is subject to the spiritual realm. Human beings are tripart beings, spirit, soul and body. We have the capacity to operate in both the spiritual realm and the natural realm. Hello and greetings once again. So it's time to get into the Word of God. And uh, this is the beginning of uh, June, uh, the first month. And um, I'm just praying and you know, just trying to listen to God and say, God, what do you want us to journey into in the, the rest of this year? Uh, so what I felt in my heart to do is in this month of June, we're going to spend some time talking about the topic or the theme I'm, I'm calling this series, spiritual realities. So there are four Sundays, and we're going to spend uh, these four Sundays talking about spiritual realities. And uh, this series, this series of messages in the month of June, uh, are really intended to lead us into the next series that we're going to be entering into starting in July, where we're going to revisit a very uh, familiar theme, familiar topic, on our identity, who we are in Christ. Uh, so that we will begin in July. Uh, and I just felt in my heart that you know, we need to revisit these themes once again. Uh, for many people, uh, these are very new. For those who are maybe new to the faith or maybe still learning and growing, some of these things will be very new. Uh, for some of us, these may be familiar, uh, but it's always good to be reminded we need to be reminded, otherwise we tend to forget some of these things and then we uh, stop applying them in our lives. And when you be, you know, truth benefits us only when we apply it. Uh, uh, just having heard the truth or having known the truth uh, doesn't mean it's going to benefit us. You know, truth benefits us as we apply it. And sometimes we need to be reminded again, time and again, of uh, spiritual truth so that we can just continue to apply, continue to walk by those things. And not only that, uh, another thing that happens when we keep revisiting subjects or topics and themes is we tend to go deeper into those things. Uh, questions we had in our minds earlier would be answered. Uh, we begin to see things we haven't seen before. Uh, there is new revelation. We're able to go deeper uh, in our understanding. And so, you know, it is always good to revisit certain themes and topics. So this month, month of June, we're going to delve on the topic of spiritual realities. And then we will, this will lead us into our next series on our identity, who we are in Christ. And that we will spend probably about three months uh, on that as we just get deep into the word of God uh, on that subject. Now, um, one of the reasons, or uh, not one, but the few reasons why we are talking about spiritual realities, first of all, uh, is to, uh, for us to uh, be awakened to, to this whole dimension, that this is a very important dimension 
uh, that we must uh, be aware of and be conscious about uh, so that you know, we could strengthen ourselves in our spiritual lives just as we you know, take care of our natural selves, you know, our bodies and our minds. We feed it, we nurture it, we take care of ourselves in our natural, self, in our natural body and mind. This series on spiritual reality will, will hopefully spur us uh, to take care or attend, pay attention to uh, the spiritual side as well. And also, uh, secondly, uh, it will inspire us to, you know, help us understand how we need to position ourselves before God in our relationship with God in order to experience things that he has made available to us in the spiritual realm. So that's, again, another uh, uh, area we want to, you know, uh, inspire us on. The third is uh, for us to be able to discern what's happening uh, in, in things that we're going through and to look at it not just from a purely natural perspective, uh, but also to factor in uh, the spiritual dimension so that when we look at things around us, we assess things, make decisions, uh, we discern things, uh, we will be able to do it with this understanding of spiritual reality. So today, in the introductory message or in part one of the series on spiritual realities, I want to just talk to us about the, uh, the, the unseen realm. The unseen realm. Now, you know, um, of course, the Bible has a lot to say about this subject. Uh, and so I'm just going to kind of talk to us about it, uh, mention or reference scriptures. Uh, we, not, we may not necessarily read all these passages. We'll put the references up on the screen as we go along. Uh, but I want to just share these thoughts and these insights and just kind of uh, refresh our minds on the unseen realm. So what the Bible uh, tells us very clearly is that there is the unseen realm. There is uh, a realm beyond the natural world that you and I are familiar with. So you and I are very accustomed to the natural world uh, in which we live, in which we operate. But the Bible is very clear that there is the unseen world or what we refer to as or we will be referring to as the spiritual realm. The Bible uses the word heavenlies or heavenly realms very often in the New Testament to refer to this unseen realm. And, uh, and obviously, uh, uh, you know, God, the Bible says in John 4 verse 24 that, uh, you know, that God is spirit. God is a spirit being uh, or he's a spiritual being. He's a being of this other realm, the unseen realm, the, um, the spiritual realm. So God is spirit. You and I are familiar with the natural world. We uh, recognize natural people and you know, things that are there in this realm. But God is a being from the other realm, the unseen realm. So God is spirit. He belongs to this unseen realm. And um, uh, about God, the Bible tells us that God is an eternal, self-existent being. He's eternal. Psalm 90 verse 2 says that from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Meaning, you know, just imagine from eternity to eternity, you're God. You are. He's this eternally, uh, he's an eternal being. Unlike us, we have a start and we have a finish. We have a beginning and we have an end. But God is from eternity to eternity. 
uh, the Bible says, and even before uh, the earth was formed, he was there. So he's this eternal being, and um, he is self-existent. He doesn't depend on anyone else uh, for his life, uh, for his existence. John 5, verse 26 says that the Father has life in himself. The Son has life in himself. They are self-existent, not depending on anything else. So God dwelling in this other realm, the unseen realm, the spiritual realm, an eternal being, a self-existent being. And, uh, you know, Isaiah 57 verse 15 says, God dwells in eternity. So the realm in which God dwells is eternity. It's this realm that uh, uh, we just, our languages, we just call it eternity. It's a realm outside of time. Time has a start and has a finish, but this realm has no start, no finish. It's eternal it's outside of time. So God, Isaiah 57 verse 15 says that God inhabits eternity. He dwells in eternity. He dwells in this realm that's outside of time. So in that unseen realm, in that spiritual realm, time is immaterial. For us, we are, time is a very important frame of reference. Everything is ref referenced with time, almost everything. But in the realm of eternity, that makes uh, that has no bearing at all. It's eternal, and so uh, this spiritual realm is a realm outside of time in which God lives. But this spiritual realm is not just some mystical, imaginary uh, construct. It is real, and heaven is a real place. When we read the scriptures, heaven is described as a very real place. Now, uh, it has material, but it's a material that's different from what we have, are, are used to, uh, used to, and we have no language to describe the material of the unseen realm. But what we can say is that the unseen realm is, has materiality. It, it, it has material. Uh, for instance, the Bible tells us that heaven uh, uh, is a place where God has his throne. So God is a spiritual being and he sits on a throne. He, uh, Psalm, Psalm 11 verse 4, the Lord's throne is in heaven. Or Psalm 103 verse 19, the Lord has established his throne in heaven. Isaiah 66 verse 1, he says, you know, the he heaven is my throne and the earth is my Footstool. So heaven's a real place. God sits on a real throne. And when Jesus was speaking to us about heaven in John 14, he said, he referred to it as his father's house. He said, in my father's house are many mansions. So that means there are buildings in heaven. There are many mansions. And he said, I go to build a place for you. And if I go and build a place for you, I will come again and I will receive you to myself so that where I am, there you may be also. So heaven's a real place. There's a real throne. God is there. His temple is there. And there are mansions there. There are buildings there. Now, somebody say, what material is that? It's a material that you and I do not understand how. It is different. It's, it's, it's a material that's outside of our realm. In our realm, uh, we understand material uh, or things in our realm uh, in terms of uh, matter and time and energy. So these are three important uh, uh, three important factors for us, energy, uh, matter, and time. 
but now you take time off because this is a realm outside of time. Uh, there is matter there, there is energy there, but there is no time there. So how would you, you know, how would we understand it? But there is energy because God is all powerful. He's radiant, he's full of light, there is energy. There is matter, heaven's throne, uh, there are buildings there, but there's no time, time is immaterial. So it's a realm that we are, it's very foreign to us. But that is heaven. I, uh, Jesus said, I, I'm going to go build mansions for you. Or when you look at the language the apostle Paul used in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verse 1 to 4, he says, you know, he was caught up to the third heaven. So he was taken up to this, this what he refers to as a third heaven. That means there's a, there's a first level of heaven, which we would, the Bible refers we, we understand it as the atmospheric heaven. There is the second heaven's uh, which is uh, the spiritual realm um, between uh, uh, the earth realm and this physical realm, the heaven, the place heaven. And then that place heaven is referred to as the third heaven, the place where God himself dwells, or Paul in that same passage calls it paradise. So he's caught up there and he heard God speak and revelation was given to him in that third heaven or in Hebrews in Hebrews chapter 8 verse 1 to 5 the writer of Hebrews um, talking about heaven he says that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the throne and in the sanctuary and the true tabernacle that means heaven there is a temple there's a sanctuary there's a true tabernacle and so the writer of Hebrews there in Hebrews 8 says you know what Moses was instructed to build was just a copy and a shadow of that true dwelling place of God. So there is a dwelling place of God and that's what heaven is. So this unseen realm uh, is, is a very real realm, but it's something that is beyond uh, things that we can grasp and understand. Now, what we, what we, the next thing I want us to uh, keep in mind is that these two realms overlap. Uh, the, when we talk about the unseen realm, we're not talking about some realm that is far, far distant away. But when we're talking about the unseen realm, uh, this is a realm that just overlaps the natural realm. That means right now, as I'm standing here in this room, there is a wall behind me. Uh, uh, there, you know, there's air in this room. But I, I am in this natural realm. But overlapping everything right here is the unseen realm which means that beings of the unseen realm can be right here with me in this room. Angelic beings can be right here with me in this room because the unseen realm just so intertwines and overlaps with our natural realm. So when we say the, talk about the unseen realm, we talk about the heavenlies, we talk about uh, the spiritual realm. In our minds, we shouldn't just think of heaven. Heaven is a real place. But we shouldn't just think of some far distant realm, the realm that is far away. Understand the spiritual, the unseen uh, realm overlaps with our natural realm. Uh, one way to think about it is the, the air, our air around the earth uh, and how it just covers the whole earth. I like that the spiritual realm envelops us in our day-to-day -day lives and our existence. So keep this in mind. The unseen realm is not something far and distant. The unseen realm overlaps. That means it's right here. And so the unseen realm is available or uh, is, is, uh, is right here with us, overlapping the natural realm.
Now, as we talk a little bit more about uh, the unseen realm, uh, the two realms, as I said, the two realms overlap, and it is the, uh, the, the natural realm actually came out of the spiritual unseen realm. That means God, who is spirit, God is a spiritual being, he created the natural realm. He caused the natural world to come into existence. So the natural world came out of the spiritual realm. So, and Hebrews 11 and verse uh, 3 uh, states this, By faith we understand that the world's were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Or we could put it like this, the things which are seen were made by the things which are not seen. Or the visible world came out of the invisible world. The natural world came out of the spiritual world. Now, why is this so important for us to understand? We must understand this because we can therefore deduce that everything in the natural world is subject to the spiritual. The spiritual world is superior to the natural world. You know, for us, many of us, we look at the natural world and we think this is the final thing. Now, if this is the way it is, that's the way it will always be. Not, not necessarily so, because the spiritual realm can override uh, things that are in the natural realm. The natural realm, we could say it like this, the natural realm is, is subservient to the spiritual realm. So everything in the natural is subject to the spiritual because the natural came out of the spiritual. Now, another important thing that I want to mention here is this, that there are specific ways to operate in the two realms. And we will be talking about this in, in a little bit more depth in one of our upcoming sermons. But in this mentioning it here, that there are specific ways to operate in the two realms. Now, let's talk about the natural, because that's something we understand. In the natural world, we know there are specific ways to operate. We know there are the laws of gravity, and therefore, you know, it's easier to go down the stairs than to climb up the stairs. Uh, if you jump, you're going to go down. You're not going to go up. Uh, these are things we know, uh, you know, how to operate in this natural realm. There are specific ways by which we operate in this realm. Or, or sometimes you could say there are laws that govern the natural realm. In a similar way, there are ways to operate in the spiritual realm. That means the way you go about doing things, there, there are specific ways in the spiritual realm. And those are things we must learn. We must understand how the spiritual realm operates because we, like we are saying, the spiritual realm overlaps the natural realm. The spiritual realm influences the natural realm and everything in the natural is subject to the spiritual. So it's very important for us to learn to understand how things work in the realm of the spirit. Uh, keep that in mind. Now, let's talk a little bit about the beings in two realms. So in the spiritual realm, like we said, God is. He's a spiritual being. Uh, he exists. He's the one who created everything that came into being in the natural world. God is. But we also see in Scripture, and I'm just summarizing this. This is not an in-depth study on each of these beings. But the Bible makes it clear that there are angelic beings. Uh, angels were created by God. Uh, the Bible reveals to us that there are, broadly speaking, at least two 
kinds of angelic beings. There are the, what we would refer to as assignment angels, or the Bible calls them cherubims. Uh, these are angelic beings who carry out the will of God. Um, you know, they, they, they minister, they bring messages, uh, they intervene in uh, the situations that take place here on earth. Uh, so these are assignment angels. They go out and get do things. They carry, they're carriers of the glory of God. Uh, these are uh, cherubims. But we also see um, that there are adoration angels. Uh, we, we call, the Bible calls them, as, or, or, or rather we call them as seraphims. Uh, they are there to uh, adore, to praise, to worship, uh, to be in the presence of God. So there are adoration angels. So there, again, two kinds of angels, broadly speaking, angelic beings. Now, the Bible also makes it clear that at some point in time past, some of these angels rebelled against God. They, uh, there was an angel. Uh, and so these angelic beings, God had a hierarchy for them. They were archangels, Michael and Gabriel and Lucifer. The Bible makes it very clear in Isaiah, the 14th chapter, and also in Ezekiel, the 28th chapter. We also read about this in Revelation 12, verses 3 and 4. And Jesus mentioned this in Luke 10, verse 18, that uh, uh, Lucifer, who was one of the archangels, all these angelic beings were created. And he was created with wisdom, with beauty. He was created as a musician in, 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 in the presence of God. So he was endowed with wisdom and beauty and great ability in music. And uh, he chose to rebel against God. Um, and uh, he took with him, according to Revelation 12, 3 and 4, he took with him a third of the angels, trying to convince them uh, to rebel against God. And so they were cast out of heaven, cast out of the presence of God. And, the, and, and Jesus said, I saw Satan fall as a lightning from heaven. He was cast out. So the Bible does reveal this to us, that there are these fallen angels that we refer to to them as, who had, who had banished or sent out of the presence of God. The head of them is Lucifer. And then Lucifer is later on referred to as uh, Satan, the old dragon, the serpent, and so on. So here come these, uh, thereafter we refer to them as demons, or they're disembodied spirits, uh, these fallen angels, with, with Satan as their head, and that these fallen angels, disembodied spirits, and uh, they've been dispelled from heaven. And uh, so they, uh, they, you know, they are there in the spiritual realm. So there is God. There are these angels who are faithful to him, uh, assignment angels and adoration angels. And there are these angels, fallen angels, who have been dismissed from the presence of God disembodied spirits. At some point in time, God created man, placed him on the earth. And we know the story, so I'm not going into all the details here. I created man. He created man to have dominion on the earth, uh, to, uh, to, to, uh, uh, to fill the earth with people uh, uh, that, that God designed in his own image. So Adam and Eve were placed on the earth. And uh, but we know that Adam and Eve sinned, disobeyed God, and they handed their, their jurisdiction over the earth to Satan because Satan came in and took over. And so that's how these demon spirits gained access into the earth. And so here we are as people um, 
uh, here on earth, uh, we are on this planet that God put us on. But man is very uniquely designed. And we must understand that. That man is a spirit, soul, and a body. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 tells us. So we are a spirit being. We have a soul and we have a body. So man has the capacity to operate in the spiritual realm and in the natural realm. Or he is designed like that. You know, he, we have a soul and a body enabling us to operate in the natural realm. But we are actually spirit beings enabling us to operate also in the spiritual realm. And so the overlap of the spiritual with the natural becomes very important to us because we are designed to operate in both realms. We are designed like that. Now, uh, some of us may never even realize uh, spiritual realities. We may never, or we may never awaken too much to them. And so we live the rest of our lives just confining ourselves to the natural, our soul and our body. And, uh, you know, we may do well, that's fine, but we've never really in, in experienced and, and, and received the understanding of the realm of the spirit and, and, and enjoyed the benefits of the spiritual realm, which we were also designed to do and walk in. So keep in mind that man is a spirit being. He's designed to operate in both realms. And man is capable of relationship in both realms. That means... Uh, we are capable of natural relation, human relationships with people, but we are also designed for relationship in the spirit realm. Now, we have the choice on whom we want to relate to. We can relate in the spiritual realm to God uh, and, and, and understand God and all that he wants to do in us and through us. Or, uh, sadly, some might even choose to open up their spiritual life to uh, fallen angels, that means demons, Satan and his demonic spirits, and they engage in the relation relating to that dark side or to those kinds of beings in the spiritual realm. But we are created for relationship and we have the capacity for relationship in both realms, the spiritual and the natural. And relationship becomes the channel through which spiritual influence flows. That means as I, as you and I relate to God and grow in our relationship with God, then through that relationship, God begins to work in our lives. He begins to work in, in, in the matters and affairs of our lives. Similarly, there are those people who open themselves up to the dark side, to Satan and his demons, and they, they begin to experience the operation of, of demonic spirits in their lives. So man is here in this realm. The natural realm that is overlapped by the spiritual realm. So today, what I want us to understand is that when we face things on the earth, we can't and we should not just look at it as just a natural thing happening. Just something that's happening in the natural. Sometimes it is. It is just a natural thing, yes. You know, you start your car, your car started, it's not a spiritual thing, your engine started, it's a very natural thing. Um, but in certain matters of life, in certain things that happen, there is a direct influence 
of the unseen realm on natural events and things that are happening. God intervenes. He sends his angels to intervene. In fact, the Bible tells us uh, in Hebrews 1 and verse 14 that uh, he has sent his angels to be ministering spirits to those who are the heirs of salvation. So there are angels who are waiting to intervene in our lives. But at the same time, you must understand that Satan and his demons are also operating. They're also at work. They are from this unseen realm, the heavenlies, but they affect certain things in the course of this natural world, in the minds of people, in their bodies, in their circumstances, in their situations. And so when we look at things that are happening, we must be able to discern when something is purely natural, it's just a natural occurrence, or when there is something spiritual behind what is natural. And we must be able to discern. We must be able to have the understanding. And then we must take the right decisions. So today, as we just start off this message on spiritual realities, we spoke a little bit about the spiritual realm. To many of us, this may be very familiar. You've heard these things before. For some of us, it may be new. But I want to bring to bear three important things on our lives. First of all, your spiritual life is important. You are a spiritual being. You have a soul, your mind, your intellect. You also have a body. Just as you and I may take time and effort to develop our soul and our body, which is good and we must, we should also make the effort to develop our spiritual being. One of the reasons we develop our mind and our body is so that we can be effective in the natural realm. You can get things done. Now the same is true in the spiritual realm. And we need to develop our spiritual beings so that we could get things done from the realm of the spirit into our natural world because the spiritual realm bears upon the natural realm. And there are certain things that we face in our natural realm that we must address in the spirit. And in order to do that, we must be strong spiritually and develop ourselves spiritually just as we develop ourselves mentally and physically. Second, what I want to bring to bear on our hearts is our relationship with God. Relationship is very important as far as this duality of existence is concerned. Just as we can build relationships in the natural, we also build relationship in the spiritual. And our relationship with God is so important. Because it is through that relationship that God is going is able to work in us and through us to affect things in our natural realm. And so we're going to talk about those factors uh, that, that will enable God to work. Our relationship with God is important. The third thing I want us to bear, bring to bear upon us is this, that we must develop the ability to discern so that we can make the right decisions. That means we discern what is spiritual, what is natural. Where do the two meet? Uh, what actions must I take? Uh, and we need the ability to operate in both worlds. Sometimes uh, if we don't discern things properly, we could go wrong. We could go wrong either way. Sometimes we think it's only natural, but naturally there's a spiritual thing behind it. Or sometimes we think it's purely spiritual, but actually there are natural things that we need to do. So 
We need, God created us as beings to operate in both worlds and both are equally important uh, for us to live successfully on earth. We need to know how, what we must do in the natural and we need to know what to do we must do in the spiritual. So we need to have the ability to discern and operate effectively here on earth by merging these two things effectively in our lives. We're going to build on this uh, series further in the weeks to come. But today, I just wanted to introduce us to some insights, understanding on the unseen realm. So from today, I want you to build up your spiritual life, build up your relationship with God, and ask God to help you see things the way He wants you to see them. How is a spiritual interacting, over, uh, uh, interplaying, and uh, uh, overlapping with the things that you are experiencing and seeing in the natural. Because sometimes to change things in the natural, you got to start in the spiritual. Sometimes to bring about a change in the natural, you've got to start in the spiritual. We'll talk more about that in the weeks to come. I'm going to let the worship team just lead us in a song. Then we're going to come back and pray together. He my sin and my sorrows He made them His very own He bore the burden to Calvary And suffered and died
Thank you, worship team. Before we close today, uh, I just want to give an invitation to anybody. Uh, if you've never received Jesus Christ into your life, I want to just take a few moments to speak to you and give you an invitation. You know, like we have been talking about, you are a spiritual being. You're, you were designed by God to have a relationship with him. And of course, we live in a natural world. We have our soul and our body. But we are spiritual beings. We're designed for a relationship with God. Now, the Bible makes it so clear that our sins have hindered our relationship with God. And our sins are, are taking us away from God. And that's where Jesus Christ came in. He died for our sins. He paid the price for our sins so that he could bring us into a wonderful relationship with God. He's alive. He's a living Savior. And if you and I believe in him, the Bible says, our sins will be forgiven and we will be brought into this relationship with God. If you are somebody who's never done this before, I want to give you an invitation right now to pray with me and to say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins and bring me into a relationship with God. The Bible says that as many as received him, to them he gives the power to become children of God. So I want you to do that if you've never done it. And then after that, I just want to speak life and blessing over everyone listening and then we will dismiss. Pray this with me, please. If you've never received Jesus into your life, just say this with me, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive my sins. I believe you died for me on the cross. You were buried and you rose up again. And you are alive today. Come into my life. Forgive my sins. Make me a child of God. And help me to follow you the rest of my life. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you pray that prayer with us today, you're welcome to type on the live chat and let people know that you did it. Or just go to our church website, abcw.org slash ftv. Uh, and uh, you can just put in your details there and let us know that you did that today. We'll be delighted uh, to uh, just share that uh, with you. We also have a free uh, online course. It's called Foundations. That you could go and um, learn how to grow in your faith. All you've got to do, uh, we offer it through our Bible college. It's a free course. We just have to go to apcbiblecollege.org slash elearn. And there you find a course that's called Foundations. It's a free course. It starts with the very basics and takes you on into uh, some uh, uh, fundamentals and things that you need for your spiritual growth. So do that course at your own pace, on your own time. It's completely free to build you up in your walk of faith. Father, I just pray your blessing on everyone listening. I pray that as we have heard these simple insights from your word, we will be stirred, awakened in our spirit, man, uh, to, towards you, uh, towards truth that comes from you, and towards learning how to operate both in the natural realm and in the spiritual realm as you've designed us, oh God. I pray that you'll help us grow in these things and make a difference for your kingdom. Thank you, Father. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each of us always. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for being with us. And until next time, God bless. See you again. 
Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources including sermons, sermon notes, publication, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, please visit apcbiblecollege.org. Please remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the app or Google Play Store.